Welcome to the Small Business Edge Podcast with Brian Moran. Now, here's your host, Brian Moran. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Small Business Edge Podcast. Our guest today is Lauren Feldman, and I think you are going to love our conversation today because he is, in my opinion, one of the smartest people operating in the small to mid-sized business market. And I've had the pleasure of knowing Lauren for a while now. We've worked at a couple of different magazines together, or at least one that I know of. But I've always been in awe of, of the work he's done. And today I get to ask him about that. So for 20 years, Lauren Feldman has been covering entrepreneurs and entrepreneurship for Inc. Magazine, Forbes, and the New York Times. And today he's building the 21 Hats community for business owners. Welcome to the Small Business Edge podcast, Lauren Feldman. Really delighted to be here, Brian. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, my pleasure. And again, like I said, I have tremendous respect for what you do with all of the different properties that you have. I feel like we swim in the same pool, but not at not 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 at the same uh, not in the same area. We do. I don't want to make your listeners nauseous, but I have the same respect for what you do, and uh, you know, have learned a lot from you through the years. Well, thank you, thank you for that. All right, let's let's start. So, Twenty One Hats. When did you start Twenty One Hats? Well, you know, <laughs> there are a couple of starting points. One was two thousand and eight. I got laid Great off. Time. I got <laughs> laid off from Inc. Magazine. Yeah, uh, about two weeks after Lehman Brothers fell. And uh, at that point, I started noodling around with some uh, friends, some ideas. And started thinking about doing my own thing, and we came up with the with the name Twenty One Hats. So that's when the the name first came into existence. And for any listeners who um, might be wondering, it refers to the fact you have to wear a lot of hats when you run a business, especially when you start and and build a business. The number twenty one is a little bit arbitrary. It didn't have to be twenty one, but I think it's in the ballpark. There are a lot of things you have to figure out, and nobody can can be prepared to to handle all of them. So that was the idea there. Uh, happily, I got a job uh, in two thousand and nine at the New York Times doing their uh, small business and entrepreneurship stuff. Yeah. So um, the the name lay dormant for a while, uh, but I I went on to work at Forbes, and I I felt like there was something missing. I I felt like um, we in the media too often focus too much on one particular slice of entrepreneurship. Um, mm-hmm. You know, especially at Forbes. Then there's nothing wrong with this. This is their business model, and they're very smart people. And I had a great experience there. But to them, um, entrepreneurship is primarily venture-backed entrepreneurship that happens in or about Silicon Valley. That's their focus. They're looking for companies that are that want to be unicorns and want to change the world. And those are great stories. Some of them are great companies. That that world is fun to cover. But that's, you know, what, 1%, 2% of the businesses in it's this country? That. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, th- I think we in the media often, you know, do a disservice by not paying enough attention to the other 98%. And that's that's what I wanted to focus on. So in 2018, I left Forbes to try to build a community of those other 98%. And it's hard because they're you know this better than I do, they're busy people. They already have full inboxes and they're already listening to to lots of podcasts and they're working, you know, 48 hours a day. 
Uh, so it can be hard to break through, but that's what I've been trying to do really since 2018. I agree with everything you said about the, you know, the best stories, in my opinion, are the ones that are in Iowa, in Kentucky, in Florida or Arizona, where it's somebody, whether it's an accidental entrepreneur or somebody um, decided to to chase their dreams and, you, you know, they tell the story and it's just amazing because you hear it over and over and over again. It's almost like, all right, this is like a formula, but every time somebody tells me the story of of how they went, you know, some people went bankrupt and then they just rose to the top and, you know, never gave up on their dream. It never gets old. For sure. And they're, and they're just, you could never tell all those stories that exist. They, you know, the infrastructure doesn't exist to tell all those stories. There are too many companies in too many places. And as you know, as well as I do, the media business has had a tough time and there aren't as many people trying as there used to be or as there should be. Uh, so those stories are out there. They are. And and it's great that you, people like you and I get to uh, uh, tell them. More for us. Exactly. All right. So your business includes, you have the, the daily 21 Hats Morning Report, right? And I put that up there uh, with, you know, Barbara Weltman. Sure. All right. So Barbara Weltman has the idea of the day that she does, which is just a small little one snippet idea. I, I say that that's required reading for business owners, whether you're a small business owner, passionate business owner, entrepreneur. If you're not getting the, the 21 Hats Morning Report and Barbara Weltman's idea of the day, then I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what you're reading, <laughs> right? But but I can't recommend either both of them enough. So you have the morning report, you have the 21 Hats I was just going to say, you know, we, uh, I really appreciate being mentioned in that company. Uh, what I do with the morning report is try to pull together the most important stories of the day in one place so that a business owner, an entrepreneur can, you know, click on one thing in their inbox and scan, you know, t 10 to 12 stories that I've highlighted that I think, you know, are, are things that every business owner would want to at least scan. Yeah. And today, like today's, like I said, I read it every day and I've got some great stories about reading your report. So today you talked about, you know, where's the advocate at the SBA, right? It hasn't been there in, I think, six years. Right. Right. So, and that's supposed to be an independent office within the government that, that has our best interests in mind, hasn't been filled in six years. To me, that's an incredible story that we all need to know about, that we need to say, yeah, where is the love for, for small business owners? You also talked about right below that was the SBA's SBIC program, which is an investment opportunity for businesses. And you even defined it, like companies that make, I think it was less than $24 million in revenue. You know, which means that you can be an entrepreneurial company, but you can't be, you know, a, a, a mid-sized business to take advantage of this. So there is a ceiling to it. So any legitimate, and they're low interest rates too. Any legitimate company that's looking to grow right now in a market where you're starting to see access to capital get a little bit tighter, and it's probably going to get more tighter as the year goes on, this is a great alternative. And and it's one that's not as well known as it should be. And part of the problem is that the SBIC program isn't like other SBA programs. Um, you know, you, you you don't go through a, a bank 
Uh, and you don't go through the SBA either. Uh, the SBA has set up this program that it it, ma- it it provides capital, it matches capital invested by investment firms around the country. And if you want to get some of that capital, you have to go to those investment firms. So it's not like it's not as easy as it would be if you could just go to the SBA. And I think that's part of the reason it's not as well known. But the money is real, and the money's there. Right. And it's low interest rates. That's definitely something, again, another reason why you want to read uh, the 21 Hats Morning Report each day. So you have that. You have your podcast, which I absolutely love. You have something called Conversations. And we talked about this a little bit offline that you're going to step up. You're going to move back a little bit from that. Right. That's the video portion. And I gently said, think, let's think twice about that <laughs> because I watched the, the video conversation you did with Rob Deerdeck, who, uh, most people know him as, uh, what was it? Robin Big. My kids had all his t-shirts, skateboarding champ. He does that show ridiculousness. I watched the video and now I've earmarked it to watch it again to take notes for my own business. That to me was one of the best pieces of journalism that I've seen all year so far. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, Rob's an amazing guy. He's built this machine. Actually, he calls it a machine. Um, you know, he, he invests in other companies, but he looks for particular types of entrepreneurs. He's very particular about who he wants to work with, what kinds of products. And uh, he walked through all of that. It was, you know, I, I learned a yeah. tremendous amount talking to him. And I think that's the beauty of that is that for business owners to listen to another business owner that really has had rolled up his sleeves and put his hand in every business that he's owned or been a part of. And the way he looks at those businesses and the investment opportunities was a real eye opener um, for us. Anybody who is looking for investors or is looking to grow their business. That's the thing. And my suggestion to you was take those you know, 45 to 60 minute videos and cut them up into five minute snippets and let's get them out there on social media because I think there's, it's gold. And, and so you, you throw it out like bait, let people sample it and, and they'll be like me. You watch a five minute video and you go, wow, I, I want to see the whole, I want to see the whole thing. There is no question you're right about that, Brian. I I have moved some of those kinds of conversations into my podcast. So I do these bonus episodes. And, uh, you know, I think there, there are some advantages to doing that. But but you're, of course, right about everything you just said. <laughs> yeah, you and, you, and the podcast is 21 Hats Podcast. And you can listen to it on all of the social platforms, right? iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. Wherever you get podcasts. And with that, I, I do a couple of different things. I mean, sometimes I interview individuals, uh, you know, somebody who I think is noteworthy, noteworthy like Rob. I recently did the person who built nuts.com, yes. uh, Jeff Braverman. Yes. He's got an amazing story. He took over a family business that was literally a retail nut shop in Newark, which, uh, you know, at the time was a really troubled city. And the, the business was run by his father and his uncle. And he put it online and now it's yeah he, he didn't tell us exactly but it's probably hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue uh it's just an amazing story i did that in the podcast the heart of my podcast though is a weekly kind of peer group conversation that i have with 10 excuse me 10 regulars yeah. i uh i talk to three of these 10 business owners every week and we kind of walk through, you know, what's going on, what's working, what's not. I'll bring up issues that are of the moment, but often it's just, you know, I mean, 
during during the pandemic, it, it actually got pretty dramatic because some of these businesses weren't sure they were going to survive. And we yeah. talked on a weekly basis about you know what they were doing and how they were trying to stay afloat. Uh, PPP money helped uh, everybody out sure. there. Sure. Um, but even, you know, since then, we, you know, we've talked about what's happening with the great resignation and, you know, what do you need to figure out about hiring uh, employees? So that's that's really the heart of the, the podcast. Yeah. Your podcast is very topical. It's OK. This is what's important now. But more importantly, it's almost like you break out the crystal ball and you say, well, this is what we think is going to happen in the near future. Yeah, right. And these are, you know, these are things that I would do in my business. And and that's what I think business owners really want to hear. I, th- I think what sets what I'm able to do apart because I have these ten amazingly transparent business owners. They, mm-hmm. I mean, they've been willing to share everything from, you know, exactly how much money they take out of the business, how much. Uh, their sales are off at any given point yeah. to, you know, their struggles with mental health issues during the pandemic. They've been really yeah. upfront about everything. Um, and a- as a result, it- it's different from some other podcasts, which are terrific, uh, but they tend to focus on the successes. They'll talk to somebody who, you know, go through the history of how somebody built a great company. And that can be really inspirational and really important, but it's not you know, how I made it through the week. And my <laughs> podcast is a little bit more yeah. about yeah. what's happening right now, as as you said. Yeah. Your body of work feels like it's part journalism, part advisor, part marketer. Like, you know, how, how to how to I'm get throwing you- a lot of stuff against the wall, hoping something sticks. In other yeah. Words. But 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 because different business owners need different things at different times. Right. Some people need to be educated. Some people need to be inspired. Some people need a kick in the ass. And and some people just need practical how to information. And and I feel like that's what I get when I read your morning report. I'll tell you something great that you wrote. And this is back on February 17th. I actually saved this morning report. I'm honored because it was uh, about murals. Do you remember this? Murals on the side of, of buildings. And I'm going to give myself a little shout out for this because it was the way everything went down. I was in Austin, Texas, visiting my son last year. And, you know, in Austin, they live for murals on the side of their walls. And they're and some of them are very famous, Instagram noteworthy. And there's one of them on the side of a coffee shop. And it says, I love you so much. And, and anybody who lives in Austin who's been there probably knows exactly what I'm talking about. I think it's on South Congress. And it's a story of two women um, um, partners who own this coffee shop. And apparently one worked in the morning, one worked at night. And they got into a, a big fight one time. And so the woman, I think it was the woman at night, uh, after everything shut down, wrote, I love you so much on the side of the building. Right. That's apparently the story. Well, you know, I I, I believe it. I'm gullible, maybe. Right. But apparently and this has been they sell T-shirts now. They sell hats. They sell, you know, it's it's all over. And it really became huge. So I came back and I I was working with a a realtor, a client of mine. My brother asked me if I would help her start her own company. And this is in the middle of the pandemic. And and I, I love everything about what this woman does because she's so focused on her customers. And she must have 75 to 100 online reviews. They're all five-star. 
There's not one four-star review. And I said to her, there is so much goodness in what you do and what you bring to it. And I said, are you willing to make a smile? And she had a, she rents this store and it's right on the, the Montauk Highway on Long Island in Lindenhurst and right on a main road. So they, they get about 20,000 cars that go by it every single day. Wow. And I said, are you open to putting something on the side of your building? And this is before I read. This was last May, right? Before I read what you wrote. You were ahead of the game. I thought that's the first time in my life where I feel like <laughs> I wasn't being lapped by the competition. Like, okay, I feel like I'm in front, but, you know, they're already a lap ahead of me. This is the one time I really felt like it was validating. And she said, yes, I am. And we got this guy, Andalus, Andalus the artist, who's this very famous a graffiti artist who goes all over the country. He lives on Long Island. And I told him what we wanted to do. And he said, he's too busy. And then I told him what I wanted to write. And he said, I'll have it done with you in, within four weeks. Wow. And he, he gave us a great price on it too. Wow. And it says, gratitude changes everything. And she said, like that, is my mantra. That's because I've been through so much in my life. She said, you know, where she came from, you know, she almost lost her house in a flood. And, you know, there was so much tough stuff in the, in the, in the mid, you know, 2010s, 2015, 2016. And now she feels like, you know, oh, this is so great. And she said, you know, it's all been done through gratitude. We put gratitude changes everything on the side of her building. Everybody knows her now. Because I love that mirror. That's brilliant. I love that. So that's exactly the kind of thing I'm looking If I remember the story that you're referring to correctly, and I think I do, it ran in the Boston Globe, and it was about yes. a woman who has a business where she does these kinds of murals, both exterior and interior. And she's done a lot, especially for restaurants in Boston. Yes. And yep. it's kind of become a thing where <laughs> restaurants are starting to feel like you have to have one of these murals that people will talk about. And in some ways, it's more important than the food because it signifies that it's a cool place where people want to come, you know, and take pictures and, you know, be part of a scene. It's, you know, it's, yeah. it's a form of marketing and it's an entirely different form of marketing. And I love to find those innovations and highlight them in the newsletter. It, it just, it validates everything. It's you share best practices. So let me ask you this. You do so many great things with great people every day. What's, what do you like most about your job or your, your business? Um, Well, you know, I, I, it's kind of, it's funny. I, I got into this when I went to Inc. Magazine in 2002. And I went there on, it was kind of a sort of a trial basis. I live in New Jersey. Inc. was still in Boston at the time. A friend of mine had been named editor. And um, I had kind of, I was been working for magazines and I had kind of gotten into this thing where I would go to magazines and be part of a team that was rethinking, redesigning, uh, replanning the magazine. And I really enjoyed that. I loved the brainstorming. I loved figuring out what's working, what's not, what's the new direction. And I offered to do, to help him do that, uh, at Inc with, you know, no, presumption that I would get a job out of it because if I wasn't going to move to Boston, if it was going to stay in Boston and we didn't have work from home uh, back then <laughs> the way we do now, yeah. Uh, although we should have. 
And, uh, but I, you know, I started going up there like two or three days a week and getting, you know, helping him figure out, do I want to keep it in Boston? Do I want to move it to New York? Uh, who here, um, is really committed, you know, figuring out who we had on the staff. Um, and I, I thought I would be there for, you know, at, at best a, a year, maybe two, mm. but I just, I just fell in love with it. I fell in love yeah. with the people who worked there. I fell in love with the topics that we covered. And I fell in love with the entrepreneurs that I started to get to meet. I had done a good bit of business journalism, but not that much of it had been entrepreneur related. And I, like a lot of the journalists I worked with at Forbes and the New York Times at that time, I didn't understand what taking a risk was really about. You know, I thought people on Wall Street and Silicon Valley took risks. And yeah. I didn't realize until after I worked at Inc. and got to know some of their people there, especially like Bo Burlingham, who I learned a tremendous Oh, I love Bo. Bo's great. Um, I didn't realize that those people who I thought were taking risks were taking risks with other people's money. Whereas yeah. it's completely routine. I had no idea for a business owner to borrow money and use his or her home as collateral. They're betting the house on the business. They're, that's taking a risk. It's an entirely different game. And when I realized the creativity, the smarts, uh, the commitment of these people, I just knew that's where I wanted to be. So this is a long answer to your question, but the, the answer is, I love the people I get to meet and talk oh, to. Yeah. They're all doing amazing things. And you know this, you know, as well as I do. I agree. I agree 100% that the people you meet are inspiring. And, and if you can help them in any little way, you know, that makes it even that much sweeter. You know, but by all of the previous conversations you had, and somebody comes to you and and they say, oh, this is what I'm, I say. You know, what if you did this? What if you tried that? And and it makes a difference. That's even better, right? Right. All right. So you've got you've got all of these things going on. What about um, now that we're past the basically the pandemic, right? What about any kind of in person events? Is that something you would entertain? Funny you should ask, Brian. Uh, I've got my first in-person ah. physical event scheduled for the middle of May in Chicago. Okay. And it's, I kind of have a, a group I can consider my, you know, inner core of, you know, 21 Hats community members. It's a group of people that have been participating in kind of a CEO forum, a uh, monthly Zoom call. We do a combination of things. We talk about each other's businesses and how things are going. Uh, I bring in guest speakers from time to time, and they serve as a sounding board for me. They all would like to see 21 Hats succeed. They all know that I haven't quite been able to turn it into a real business yet. They want to help me make that happen. They give me advice. They said, we want to meet each other in person. We want a physical event. Um, yeah. So okay. in response to that, we're going to spend you know three days from Wednesday dinner to Friday lunch in Chicago. And we're just going to get to know each other. We're going to have several peer group conversations. We're going to have meals together. We're going to take a cruise in the Chicago River. We're going to take tours of a couple of businesses. And, you know, I just, I'm really excited about it. The, the opportunity is just what we were talking about to, to, to be able to spend that kind of time with this group of people, I yeah. think is going to be amazing. I hope they like it as much as I do. Oh, I'm sure they will. That sounds like a home run. So is it by, is it by invite only? Is that how you did it? No, I, I opened it up, you know, at the, 
as I said, I've used these people in my founding members group as kind of a, a sounding board. And I feel a little guilty about this, but not too guilty. Uh, they pay me to be part of this group, which means in effect, they're paying me uh, to give me advice, which yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think is a pretty good business model. I'm kind of proud of that. And the advice they gave me was, we want to do a physical event, but keep the numbers small. We want to get to know each other. We want it to be intimate. So um, I've limited it to 20. Uh, and they said, charge real money for it. Um, we want to be there with serious people. We don't want to be there with someone who's thinking about starting. I mean, nothing against that. There's nothing wrong with somebody. Everybody goes through that stage. But these are people who have limited time and they want to... Yeah. They want to, if they're spending their money and they're traveling to another city, they want to be with other people who are already on the journey that they're taking. So I, I pitched it on the, on the podcast in the newsletter. I asked people to pay $2,750 for, um, you know, the three day event. They have to pay for their hotel and their transportation, but I cover, you know, all the meals, all the activity, uh, while we're there. And, uh, you know, we've got, you know, I got, I got people to sign up for it. We're going to have uh, at least 18, maybe 20 people there, which I yeah. think is a good group size. And, and one of the calls is I've, I've got five of my regulars from the podcast. I told you I have 10 people that I always talk yeah. to. Five of them are committed to being there. And I think that's part of the draw for the people who signed up uh, to pay to do this. They, they've been listening for three or more years in, in many cases to these people talk about how they built their business and how they got through the pandemic. They want to meet them in, in person. And that, that was part of the draw as well. I hope that not that, you know, they're probably off the record conversations, but I would hope that like there would be something that comes from that. We are going to tape a podcast while we're there. Fantastic. Uh, we're going to have. Uh, I want to have. I want to give the the newcomers uh, who come a chance to ask questions of the podcast regulars, and uh, we will do that there. And hopefully, some of what you're describing will will come out. Yeah, there's probably some great takeaways. You know, my ten takeaways from twenty. There better be. <laughs> That's what I'm promising. <laughs> All right. So speak, we're kind of in the home stretch here, but thinking, thinking about going back to your podcast, what guest, like what would be a, a great get for a guest? Like who's, who's on your bucket list? I'd love to have them on my podcast. Well, I'll answer that two ways. Um, it's, it's a, it's a really good question, but the, the first thing I would emphasize is that I, I love the fact that I have a group of regulars that yes. I talk to. And I think it, it makes such a difference because it's not, you know, just one bite of the apple where you got to get through the whole story and learn everything from yeah. the beginning to the end. Our listeners have gotten to know the struggles of these people and they want to know whether they're going to make it or not. And I think, you know, they've bought into that narrative in a way. So, for me, that's the best part of the podcast. I love talking to people who I know really well, and we can, you know, we can kind of just go right for the juicy stuff. We don't have to waste time with introductions, and I, th I think that helps. But you know, as far as bringing in uh, other people, I'm, I'll answer it this way: there are a lot of people out there who are primarily interested, first and foremost, in marketing their business. And that's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for people like you who are eager to talk about what works and what doesn't, why something succeeds, why it doesn't succeed, what you're struggling with this week. And 
you know, that's somebody who's very different. That's somebody who wants to help other entrepreneurs and is willing to share what they've learned the hard way in the hopes that someone else won't make the same mistakes and won't have to learn the hard way. I mean, the, the best way to learn is from somebody else's mistakes. And so yeah. I'm looking for people who are, are willing to share that. I'll give you one example from my regulars. One of my regulars is a guy named Paul Downs. He has a, a company outside of Philadelphia. He makes high-end conference tables. And I got to know him. He wrote for me uh, for a blog at the New York Times. He reached out to me uh, in the spring of 2009, when he thought his business was headed into uh, bankruptcy. Yeah. And he reached out to me and said, you know, I've been reading the blog. I think it's pretty good. You're missing one thing. You should have somebody write about what it's like when your business fails. Most business owners aren't willing to tell that story. Yeah. They may not even tell it to their spouse, let alone <laughs> to, to the world at large. Right. That's the kind of person I'm looking for. And happily, Paul turned his business around. He's been very successful since then. He's continued to tell us everything about the business, even to you know, to telling us what he takes out of the business financially to the penny. Yeah. I, I remember um uh, Norm Brodsky said one time, uh, and and you know, this is probably centuries old, this quote, but you know, a smart man learns from his own mistakes, a wise man learns from the mistakes of others. You know, by the way, when I went to Inc., I I was lucky enough. Uh, Bo helped Norm write his column for Inc. Yes. And I edited it. So I that was my introduction to entrepreneurship. I learned from Bo and from Norm. And I couldn't begin to tell you the lessons I learned from, oh. from both of them. But that's a, that's a great one that you just cited. Their book, The Knack, is one of my all-time favorite books. Yeah. Uh, uh, how street smart entrepreneurs like deal with everything or something like that. You know, one of the things that I, I kind of... In a funny way, working for the print publication at Inc., I fell in love with the internet because of a chance lunch I had with Bo and Norm. Well, Norm happened to tell us, you know, somebody just reached out to me and said he wants to buy my business. And um, I'm going to tell him to get lost. Um, but, you know, here's how the conversation went. And I said, well, wait a second, Norm, you're writing a monthly column. Take the meeting. See what happens. And he wound up taking the meeting and over the course of about six months, he wound up selling the business or actually it took a little bit longer that he sold the business to this person or, or thought he had. He got to the they got to the table where they're going to sign the deal. And the person who was buying it tried to change the terms at the last minute on Norm. And Norm, if you know anything about Norm, you know, he wasn't going to go for that he yeah. right out of there. Uh, he wound up selling uh, to someone else. But that conversation turned into a real-time discussion of what it was like to sell a business. And I, you know, that was such a great learning experience for me. And it's, you know, it really in a lot of ways led to what I try to do at 21 Hats because it's like in the moment, the real time, what's happening right now. I I first started doing that because of purely because of Norm. Yeah. He's one that I want on my podcast. I've tried on and off a couple of years. I gotta get him. One of my favorite guests, and I've had him on twice, and I've done two other podcasts, is Richard Worman. You know, he's the founder of TED. Right. What I love about him is you have to be on your A game when you talk to him. That's kind of the neat thing about the people that we talk to. He is so off the charts brilliant. And uh, he, he has chastised me 
<laughs> more than a few times on my own podcast. For what? Um, well, the first one was when I when I introduced him. I introduced him as a very special guest. I got to know him when I was at the Wall Street Journal, and we. I call him a friend. I've known him for eleven years now. And he calls me a good acquaintance. <laughs> and by the way, I almost said very. Very is one of those words where he he absolutely hates it. But uh, um, and just and I let it all in there. My, my podcast manager said to me, Brian, uh, I'm going to have to edit this. And I said, No, 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 absolutely not. I said, just put it on. He said, but you you start the you hit the record button in the middle of the conversation. I said, I know that's how he likes it. Unedited, unscripted. And that's it. That's, you know, I bet your listeners loved it. I haven't heard that one. I'll have to go looking for it. I think, you know, when you see the the real, honest, genuine interaction between two people, it, it means so much more. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And and I love to talk to people. And this is not hard, but who are just so much smarter than I am. Like I always learn from them and and kind of get, you know, look into through the lens that they see the world. Well, see, that's easier for me, Brian, because everybody I talk to is smarter <laughs> yeah, than I am. Yeah, yeah. Well, Richard says the same thing. He says, I'm always the dumbest person in the room. I said, well, then, Richard, you're the only person in the room. <laughs> I, you challenge that. This has been fantastic, Lauren, and we're My definitely pleasure. going to do it again. So I want to have you back on, you know, my friend Jim Blasingame, who you may know. Sure, uh, who, of course. Who, reti- who retired, but he, he used to call the people on his show his brain trust. And I, I feel I like, like that. yeah, well, I, I benefited from over the years of having, whether it's a brain trust or a mastermind group. And I've always kind of tried to, to get you and you and Rod Kurtz are two people who I have tremendous respect for, who do great work in, in the field of entrepreneurship. And I would love to do more with you. Brian, I want you to consider me your very good acquaintance, okay? (laughs) (laughs) And I will do anything you ask as a very good acquaintance. You know, the best part is I know Richard's not going to listen to this. So he's not going to call me and say, what the hell are you doing? No, he, uh, it's, it's, that's funny. Absolutely. So we're going to keep in touch. I love everything that you're doing with, with your business. So please keep it up. And obviously, Anything that I can do to support what you're doing, by all means. So everybody, the the Chicago event is sold out. But how do people get in with all of this 21 Hats content? Tell tell people how they can subscribe to your newsletter, listen to your podcast, read your blogs. It's called the 21 Hats Podcast. They can find it wherever they get podcasts. Uh, you can also go to the website, 21hats.com, where I have a bunch of you know articles and blogs and all the podcasts are there as well. And uh, you can also sign up for the newsletter there. And it's the number 21. 21 That's correct. Hats. Thank you. And is it the21hats.com or just uh, 21 hats? Just 21hats.com. Thank you Perfect. for making that clear. Sure. Well, I always make that mistake. So <laughs> this really has been fantastic. And again, definitely sign up for that newsletter and you'll get it every day. And it's got the economy. It's got a little podcast snippet. It's got e-commerce, HR, uh, marketing, finance, all in there, all curated content or content that they've created through their podcast. And you will always find something that you can incorporate immediately into your business. So sign up for that today. 
Brian, this has been such a, a pleasure. I, I'm really honored that you invited me. Thank you for doing this. And why did I why did I invite you? What did you do? <laughs> I did a newsletter that right? said we should all go on each other's podcasts. Boom. And I took action. <laughs> I said, okay. I literally read that. I stopped everything I'm doing and I sent you an email. Lauren, I want you on my podcast. I didn't imagine that happening, but I would have run that headline a lot sooner if I had known how you would respond. All right. Well, I'm going to have you back on because this is tremendous. And again, I love reading everything you're doing. Please keep up the great work. We will talk again soon. Thank you. And to my listeners, thank you for everything. Thank you for your feedback, your suggestions, for listening, for helping to promote the Small Business Edge podcast. I appreciate it more than you know. As I always say, this podcast is for you. So if I can help you in any way, feel free to reach out to me, questions, reach out to me on social media, and uh, let me know how I can help. Until next week, have a great day. And uh, Lauren, thanks again for coming on today. And we'll talk to everybody soon. Take care. You've been listening to the Small Business Edge podcast with Brian Moran. Please visit our website, smallbusinessedge.com, for a listing of future podcasts.